Welcome back to We Wonder Lent. All season long, we've been following Jesus through the Gospel of Mark. Today is the fifth Tuesday in Lent, and we're coming close to the end of Mark's book. Jesus has come to Jerusalem, and danger is closing in. But still, he says to us, follow me. Today, we're continuing to read Mark chapter 12. Religious leaders, both Pharisees and Sadducees, come to challenge Jesus with questions. They want to trick him and to get him into trouble. But Jesus speaks to them with the wisdom of God. Before we begin, let's get ready to listen to God's good words together. Can we make some quiet space in our bodies and in our hearts? Take a couple of deep breaths. As the air flows in and out of me, can I let my busy thoughts slow down for just a minute? Can I settle into my body right where I am? Can I make space for God's Holy Spirit to come close to me right now? Will you pray with me? Come, Holy Spirit, and help us see Jesus. Give us the grace to follow where he leads. Our reading today is Mark chapter 12, verses 13 through 27. Later, the religious leaders sent some of the Pharisees and Herodians to Jesus. They wanted to trap him with his own words. They came to him and said, Teacher, we know that you are a man of honor. You don't let other people tell you what to do or say. You don't care how important they are. But you teach the way of God truthfully. Is it right to pay the royal tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay, or shouldn't we? But Jesus knew what they were trying to do. So he asked, Why are you trying to trap me? Bring me a silver coin. Let me look at it. They brought the coin. He asked them, Whose picture is this? And whose words? Caesar's, they replied. Then Jesus said to them, Give back to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and give back to God what belongs to God. They were amazed at him. The Sadducees came to Jesus with a question. They do not believe the people rise from the dead. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us about a man who died and didn't have any children, but he did leave a wife behind. That man's brother must get married to the widow. He must provide children to carry on his dead brother's name. There were seven brothers. The first one got married. He died without leaving any children. The second one got married to the widow. He also died and left no child. It was the same with the third one. In fact, none of the seven left any children. Last of all, the woman died too. When the dead rise, Whose wife will she be? All seven of them were married to her. 
Jesus replied, You are mistaken, because you do not know the scriptures, and you do not know the power of God. When the dead rise, they won't get married, and their parents won't give them to be married. They will be like the angels in heaven. What about the dead rising? Haven't you read in the book of Moses, the story of the burning bush? God said to Moses, I am the God of Abraham, I am the God of Isaac, and I am the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead. He is the God of the living. You have made a big mistake. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. These are the words that God has given to us to hear today. God has seen to it that each of us is here and listening right now. And God is here with every single one of us right now. And can we talk with God about what we have seen and heard? The first leaders are asking Jesus a tricky question that can get him in trouble no matter how he answers. If he says, you should pay taxes to Rome, then the crowd following Jesus will be angry. They hate the Romans. They want them to leave their land. But if he says you should not pay, then he will be in trouble with the Roman leaders. Can I imagine being one of Jesus' friends, listening to the leaders asking him this trick question? How do I feel as they go to hunt up a coin and I wait for Jesus to respond? Am I nervous to see what he will say? How do I feel when I hear the answer that Jesus finally gives? Mark tells us that When Jesus answers them, the religious leaders are amazed. They marvel and they wonder at him. I wonder why that wonder doesn't turn into love and worship. A picture of Caesar's face is stamped onto his coin. And God's image is stamped on every single person. I wonder what Jesus is teaching us to do when he says to give back to God what belongs to God. Can I believe right now that I belong to God? Can I trust that I bear God's image in a special way in this world. Can I talk with God right now about how I can give myself back to him, the one who has made me and who loves me very much? Now, the Sadducees come to Jesus with a very different question. If I am one of Jesus' followers, walking with him through Jerusalem, 
I wonder how I feel about all of these different groups coming to test Jesus, one after another. Is it starting to feel like he's under attack from all sides? The Sadducees are trying to make the idea of resurrection, of God bringing new life out of death, sound silly. If a woman is married to seven men, whose wife is she when they are all raised? They seem to think resurrection is just bringing people back to the life they had before they died. But Jesus says they do not understand resurrection at all. I wonder how their idea of being raised to a new life is too small, too limited. Resurrection is God's creator power to remake all things. Our God can even raise people out of death into a new and completely transformed life. I wonder if that is why Jesus tells the Sadducees that they do not understand the power of God. Can I trust and believe right now that God loves me and loves my world so much that he will remake me and remake the world? Can I hope that just as Jesus is raised from death to a new and transformed life, I will be too. Are there any words or pictures or moments from this story that I want to ask God about or carry with me into the rest of my day? Will you pray with me? Jesus of Nazareth, Son of God, thank you that we have a book filled with your words and deeds. Give us the wisdom and understanding that comes from your Holy Spirit so that we can know you better and follow you all the days of our lives. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.